Hi, this is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is home for survivors like myself and those who yearn to build resilience in their mindset and live their best life. In Season 3, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the wellness, business, media, and travel industries. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed. As a board-certified wellness coach, number one best-selling author, and syndicated columnist, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. Today's video podcast guest on resilience is Jason Jellios, realtor, author, media contributor, and creator of the Ask Jason Jellios Real Estate Show. As Jason states, when you get hit, you get back up. And to me, that's what being resilient is, not staying down for the count when life hits you. Introduce yourself. Hi. Well, first off, thank you for having me. Um, on most days, I am Jason Jellius. Uh, I'm a top producing realtor out of Southeast Michigan. Uh, I'm the author of the book, Think Like a Realtor. Uh, I have a weekly web show, uh, among other videos, but it's called The Ask Jason Jellius Show, where I answer questions about real estate and things like that. Uh, and I share tips for homeowners. Um, and I'm also an expert media contributor um, of real estate expertise. And probably the past six months, I've been diving into uh, life tips, uh, personal things that I've shared, um, I'm sorry, that I've gone through uh, to help me stay strong, to go after my goals. And that's really been such a positive thing that I've been doing. I love it. Uh, so I'm really excited to be here on your show because of the content that you provide and how you are putting hope into the world, which is what we need more of. <laughs> so, so thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to first thank you for contributing to my interview series, Rising Through Resilience, How to Be Resilient During Turbulent Times. So right off the bat, what is resilience to you? To me, it's kind of like how a martial artist performs their craft where you can be tough, right? Or maybe you're not that, that tough, but when you get hit, you get back up. And to me, that's what being resilient is, is not staying down for the count when life hits you. Um, there's going to be tough times. There's going to be things that we feel set us back. But if, if we, if we recover faster, from that thing that seemed to debilitate us for a while, whether it's a day or a week or a year, um, as long as we get back to it, we're okay. Now, obviously, sooner the better. Um, but to me, resilience is more of a mental thought of, okay, I'm, I'm going to move forward no matter what, and I'm going to stick to my guns and do what I do. 
In the article, you mentioned this idea of eye on the prize. Yes. <laughs> detail, maybe sort of things in your life where you've really focused on that prize. Yes. Well, so I am human. Um, I have days where I forget that that uh, phrase for about a minute. But, um, you know, again, life happens to us and, you know, things will will try to take us away from what we're going after. Uh, it could be a disagreement with a friend or family member or something, you know, um, that just kind of irked us. But if we keep our eye on the prize and what we're really going after, I think that's important. Um, you know, if for me, daily action is crucial. Um, I have to take steps to move my business forward, um, even personally, you know, our family forward um, in their endeavors and what they want to accomplish. And if we don't keep our eye on the prize, if we're if, if we allow ourselves to be distracted and we're not focused on our overall goal or what we have to do for the day. Right. Let's just talk about, you know, the things that we have to do throughout the day. Um, you know, for me, being in sales, I have to I have to have positivity and I have to go out and be the beacon to others. Uh, and if I allow something to distract me from that, to pull that from, you know, from those actions, then my business suffers. And so keeping our eye on the prize is, OK, what do I have to accomplish? It doesn't matter if, if somebody, you know, piss me off um, in this area or that area. You know, it's, it's just we have to keep our eye on the prize and just keep going forward. Um, I can't think of who said it, but it was so great where it said it was a meme and it said, well, I guess it wasn't a meme, but it was something online that said, did you have a bad day or did you just have a bad five minutes? Mm. Now, I, I again, I'm human. There have been days where I have I've had to apply more resilience, you know, than other days. Um, but as long as we keep our eye on the prize of what we're trying to to actually accomplish, we won't let things knock us down and keep us down. You know, in the article, you mentioned sort of the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness with Christopher Gardner. Yes. How has he demonstrated both resilience and then also there's sort of this um, haze when it comes to courage, that courage somewhat um, yes. lends itself to resilience. How, how, yes. how do they work for you? He, he is such a perfect example. Um, I've actually mentioned him in multiple interviews because he, he is probably, well, he is the best example to me of somebody who has applied his resilience as well as his courage. To me, resilience is more mental, but it powers your, your courage to move you along physically. Christopher Gardner, in his story of going through, I mean, he was hit from all angles, right? His girlfriend wasn't feeling his new goal. Um, mentally, he was going through so much. Um, he had a son that that he has a son that you know he has to raise uh, and at that time he was pretty much homeless um in his story and his courage or rather his resilience sparked his courage to keep him physically going forward i mean he was hit mentally physically he had to work through so many obstacles and ever since i was i guess exposed to his story it just resonates with me. I mean, I've watched the movie countless times because he's a great example of both. So you have your resilience that you build up because I don't feel anyone's born with that. 
But then that powers your courage to keep you physically moving and going after what you really want. You know, in the piece, you also mentioned about cultivating mm -hmm. raving fans and going from yes. nursing to being a realtor. Can you explain yes. a little bit more of your backstory? Yeah, well, so I had I had met my now wife. Um, I was in my early 20s and she was actually pursuing a bachelor's degree in nursing, which she she accomplished and she's actually a successful nurse. But I was a hard laborer. I was going job to job. I was putting in yeah, you know, sweat. Um, I wouldn't say sweat equity because I really wasn't going anywhere. Okay. I, you know, and I always worked hard at things, but I watched her as she was studying, you know, and, you know, setting goals for herself. And that, that got me thinking, you know what? I work hard. I, I never had an issue with work ethic or showing up, you know, but, you know, can I change my life and, and do bigger things? Can I... Yeah. Can I change my mindset? Can I, you know, maybe level up and do something better in my own life? And so she really, really inspired me to make some changes. And so somebody in my family, um, I believe it was my cousin, said, you should try sales. You know, the old, oh, you know, you're outgoing, so you should try sales. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I don't really want to sell stuff. But then I learned after you know, countless hours of research and figuring out what, what real sales was, is it's not about trying to sell to people and, you know, change their mind. It's about going out and finding problems and offering solutions. Um, so I got into professional sales. I started as a mortgage rep, a hundred percent commission, which meant they just said, sure, you have a pulse, let's get you started, you know? Um, and then I learned that, you know, self-education is key. So I studied, studied, studied uh, anything I could about sales and communication, things like that. Uh, and then the recession hit for housing. I think that was 2008. And <laughs> I was typecast as a loan officer, even though people were getting let go and the industry was tanking. Um, people were like, well, you know, maybe you should stay in lending. And I'm like, well, no, I need to prove myself and, you know, and show that I, I can do sales in general, not just sell mortgages. So I did, I got into, into general sales and uh, found success there. And I eventually ended up on the licensed realtor side, which is a, a lot more fun for me. Um, I'm in the, in the trenches, so to speak. I, I get to see the product. I get to go through the product. Um, and I haven't stopped ever since. So, um, that was, that was a huge, a huge change for me too, because prior to getting my license, I was with a major company. I was number one on the board, uh, for sales. I beat the top guy. They said it was impossible because he had been on, there, on that spot for so long and I did it. And then there was a slight disagreement with management and commissions paid out and long story short it just didn't work out but i remember driving home like wow like i was number one on the on the sales board and yet i was let go and that really made me think okay i need i need to level up even higher and re really own my future um not just be proactive and there's don't get me wrong there's a lot of people that do great with corporations and sales and things like that. But for me, I was like, I need to just 
protect my future more. I wanted to have more con more control over my opportunity. Um, and that's what sparked becoming a realtor. I also love it that you mentioned uh, in the piece about one of your core values is to provide value to others without expectation. Like how beautiful is that? That's a great sentiment. Did that, was that early on in your career? Or is that something that sort of formed? Um, it was early on in my, in my career. Actually, um, I think I've always had that trait. Um, I learned that as a young kid where I, you know, I'll never forget when I was a kid, uh, where I wanted a Nintendo Game Boy. Mm. And, you know, I asked my parents for it. I said, you know, and, and they were like, well, it's not your birthday and it's not Christmas. So I don't know, you know, I don't know about that. And so I went out when we had snowstorms and I just shoveled the driveway. I didn't ask for money. I just went to my neighbors wow. and I shoveled the driveway. I grabbed my shovel. It was terrible out, right? It was cold, freezing. And I shoveled it and they, they would see me out there and they would, they would throw me, you know, $10 bill, $20 bill, depending. The next time it snowed, I went back out and I was able to get that Game Boy and Wow. You know, yeah, and I'll never forget it was $89.95 without tax. <laughs> but you know, I so I think I've always had now it went in, into overdrive because when I when I became a realtor, I said, okay, there's a lot of real estate agents out there and how can I stand out? How can I be different? Um, I don't want to do the same things and follow the same formulas that every other agent does. And so my thought was, wow, you know, I've always loved video, although I was I was always behind the scenes. Back in high school, I was in a film class and I was behind the scenes. I was camera, I was control room uh, in high school. So I had to learn how to uh, to be great in front of the camera. And I think I'm probably 50% of the way there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, I watch my own videos because I have to, because I have to edit, <laughs> you know, most of them I edit myself and I'm like, wow, okay. You know, I said that I did that. Okay. You know, um, but I don't care because I think people, people want value. They don't want to, um, like, you know, part of, of being tough and going forward is knowing that people don't think the way we think, you know, people don't think the way I think exactly. So I, I may be critical of how I am on video or how I sound on audio, but somebody else is like, okay, what's the information? They want the information. They don't want, they don't care that, I don't know, maybe, you know, your hair is not perfect or, which I know you don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't have that problem. Not at all. <laughs> um, which is good. Actually, that's easier. Um, but no, it, you know, so, um, so just, I go out and I push value and I, I do believe that, that karma is a real thing. Yeah. And if you have that mentality that I want to help others, um, then it, it just comes back to you. It, it really does. It, it really does through the grand universe. So, yeah. Well, you know, all of us has faced our own challenges and I know you spoke yes. to a little bit about your childhood and your speech impediment. Yes. Um, what has that experience taught you? It's taught me that people can be cruel. Um, that was a, a very hard time. I mean, I had a great childhood, great parents, all that stuff, but when it came to school, I just, it drove me nuts. Um, and that was something that I had to overcome and, and actually get through. So I, it also taught me that 
I need to just be myself and who I am because this is who I am. Um, I, I never allowed other kids to, uh, to define me. You know, I think we have to know who we are. I was who I was. I liked what I liked. Um, I had a small group of friends at the time. Um, and you know, yes, I, I, I also stood out in school because back then, right. Um, in the, in the nineties, I was one of three people that were over six foot. I mean, people were not tall back then. No, so I stood that. out. And then with, with the speech impediment and everything, it's just like, oh, my Lord. You know, <laughs> I, I stood up like a sore thumb. But it also taught me how how to be strong and not not take things personal. Because for, for a while, especially when I started middle school, middle school is where it really got, got tricky. Um, but it taught me that, okay, I'm not, you know, People must be miserable if they have to attack others. They must have something going on in their house or something in their life or whatever, or they're not well, well liked, or they're not happy with themselves to try to take down someone else. And so I allowed that to give me the philosophy of ignore the noise. Mm. You know, just this is me. And if you don't like me, okay. If you're going to make fun of me for that, okay, that's fine. You do you, I'm going to do me, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take it personal. Um, even to this day being in sales, you, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of rejection in sales. It doesn't matter what you do. And, um, you know, you, you, you just have to think, okay, well, you know, I have something to offer. Okay. I know I'm great at what I do. I just got to be in front of people that respect that. Yeah. You also spoke to this idea of being dealt a bad hand. I mean, as you know, I'm a cancer survivor and, Yes. But I loved how you said about reframing that and leading with example rather than leading with the pain. Yes. Yeah. You know, right now, people, I mean, especially now with the pandemic and things like that, um, other things, I mean, name an area and we're, you know, we're seeing issues in it. <laughs> but people want to follow people who are great examples. Um, people want hope. They don't want to hear the same negative stuff. Um, they don't want to, well, they may, they may ingest, <laughs> you know, negative things, but they really don't want, I mean, most people want to see goodness. And so we have to provide and be great examples. Um, Tony Robbins is doing this in his content where he is offering tips and being the beacon of hope for people. And many people follow him because of that, because He's, he's not sharing negative stuff. He's saying, hey, how can we get through this stuff? Um, so I love his content as well. Your content as well. You know, people who have gone through things that I couldn't even imagine and have survived, that's amazing. Um, so it's, a, it's important for people to seek out people who are great examples, not negative um, content that is put out there. I mean, we don't need updates on every single thing every day. You know, I feel that everybody in their own way should be a beacon of hope to other people, whether it's on a podcast or it's just if you go to the store and you say hi to the greeter. I mean, it's 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 simple stuff. You know, that stuff goes a long way. Um, so we have to be a great example. And none of us are perfect. We're going to have days where we're like, oh, my gosh, why did I get out of bed? Um, but if we still try to be a great example to others, then, you know, that 
I mean, to me, that's a winning formula. Yeah. So what are your five steps to becoming more resilient? Excellent. Well, the first one is no, knowing what our why is. Um, you know, th this really is no secret. There, There's a lot of coaches that share this. But when I learned about, hey, what is my why? All right. It can't just be about I want to make X amount of money because that, that's only going to last so long. Um, you, you have to have purpose and you have to know what's my why. My why for me is family and being better than I was yesterday, last week, last year. And so that's my why. And so there's not much in the world that can affect me to where I'll get derailed because I know, okay, that, you know, I, I have a purpose. I need to move forward. I need to keep my eye on the prize. And when I know my why I'm so strong. So people have to figure out, you know, what, why do I do what I do? Why do I do the work that I do? Why do I run the charity that I run? Why do I do a podcast? Why that will, will actually keep you tough and you'll bounce back faster from other things. Uh, second thing would be stepping out of your comfort zone. This was huge for me uh, because when I was thinking about getting into sales, I was like, you know, okay, I don't know if I can communicate. I don't know if I can talk fast and, you know, all these things, you know, can I present to people? Because, you know, I, I did have a speech impediment um, and I'm like, okay, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can do all this, but I'm like, I just threw myself in it. And I remember starting off calling, cold calling people out of a phone book when you were allowed to do that. <laughs> and I was nervous and sweating, sweating, and I was just, you know, stammering. I mean, oh my gosh, these people probably thought, who is this guy, you know, calling me? <laughs> um, and it was terrible. Um, of course, I learned more effective ways to sell, but, uh, but it took years, you know. Um, but when you step out of your comfort zone and you realize that, wow, you know what, I was afraid for that, then it takes away the fear and you make it fun. You know, you're not you're you're not falling victim to that false evidence appearing real. So, um, another one is overthinking. We got to yeah. stop overthinking. Um, there, you can have person A and person B, and person A and B both have a great idea, but person A is overthinking, overthinking, right? They're like, you know, ready, aim, 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 and then person B is like, okay, ready, aim, fire. And they get further than person A. So we have to, to stop overthinking and just do it, you know, rule out things and then say, okay, I'm, I'm going to try it. Because um, we don't want to have mental paralysis where we're like thinking about something for so long and then we miss our opportunity. So um, another one, I think it's our fourth one, is just take a step back and breathe. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's often easiest but the hardest to do it is and i i am working well i'm working on all of these but uh this one i'm working on the most because i do get caught up in the day and i'm like ah you know i'm just caught up and i'm like wait a minute i need to actually just take a step back and breathe what's important okay what do i have to do to get through this tough period i mean when COVID hit there was there was so many things going on um, I mean, it was just like the whole world became negative, um, at least from my perception, you know, perspective. Um, and I'm like, well, okay, you know, I don't, I don't want to fall into that trap. So, okay, take a step back, 
breathe, right? Which by the way, breathing has so many health benefits. <laughs> it's right up there with water. <laughs> uh, and it's like, okay, what do I need to do? Like for me, I had to tweak my business a little bit because, um, you know, people weren't doing meetings. Um, I had to adapt to video more, um, had to learn zoom and other various streaming platforms, um, and had to work through that. Um, so really just taking a step back and breathing and then deciding, okay, what do I need to do to get through the, the tough period? Um, so, and then the, the last one is my favorite is finding laughter. Mm-hmm. I love comedy. Uh, the Rodney Dangerfields. Uh, the, oh, you're, um, you're, you're old school, Rodney Dangerfield. I'm wow. old school. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, um, yeah. these days it's, you know, Kevin Hart, things like that. Um, just, um, actually, I'm a huge fan of 80s comedy movies. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm having a day and I, and I realize and I re- remind myself that, hey, I need to laugh and change my mindset because I'm kind of going down a path where I'm complaining a lot. Um, I'll, I'll play a, a short YouTube clip like, oh, you know, a scene from an 80s movie or what. Uh, matter of fact, I have a buddy where we will occasionally send comedy clips and funny things. <laughs> and I'm just like, LOL, you know. And, and you know, it's a quick thing. But I, I end up laughing out loud because it's just so funny. And so I think if we find laughter, it, um, it, it can really change how we feel that, that day. If we're having a bad day, put something funny on or put on something that, that just changes your mindset. For me, it's, it's, it's funny. It's comedy. It's quick clips. Uh, for others, it might be, you know, classical music in the background or, you know, fast rock music. I don't know what it is, but for me, it's comedy and it just, it really helps me think, okay, you know what? I'll be fine. And I can get back to what I was doing. And laughter can definitely help people get through tough times. That's for sure. It's huge. Of all the ones you mentioned, they just seemed like they're not going to, it takes attention and intention, but it doesn't take a lot of time to do. So it seems very simple and approachable, which is great. It is. You know, I'm not a fan of complex tactics. (laughs) You know, I, I like simple, um, like, Okay, so going back to knowing our why, this could be something as simple as having your goals in front of you and having um, maybe a personal mission statement. Um, I keep my annual goals, my big goals, with pictures on a PDF on my phone. And I'll look at it, you know, if I'm if I'm early for an appointment or I have two minutes to, you know, to kill, or if I'm in line at a at a store, I'll I'll actually pull it up and I'll be like, <laughs> That's right. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Ah. Um, that's something so simple. You can literally, you know, you can put all that into a Word document and create a PDF and put it in your phone, um, through Dropbox or, or files if you have iPhone. But keeping this in front of you is like, okay, I know my why. And stepping out of your comfort zone, that's just take the step. Yeah. Get over self-doubt, get over overthinking and all that stuff. Just take the step. Do it. You know, um, it's just something so simple. In the piece, I also asked about if you could create a movement, what would that be? And yours was yes. just so beautifully stated, just about helping others. Um, can you expound yes. on that? 
Yes. Well, I, I'm a huge fan of pay it forward. Uh, I, I, that to me, that is such a powerful thing. Um, now I'm gonna share with, with your brief story that I'm not so proud of, but it did remind me of the pay it forward movement. And that was, I was in a long line for coffee, which sounds smug, <laughs> <laughs> but I was on the road and I'm like, I need a coffee. Apparently I didn't have enough that day. And I'm, okay. So I'm in line for coffee and there was somebody in front of me who had a loud exhaust, it just sounded horrible. And now I didn't say anything, didn't do anything, but I was thinking negatively, like, oh my gosh, get your car fixed, right? Yeah. Um, although I'm not one to talk, you know. <laughs> you know, there there are things that I could probably do better. But in, in my head, I'm just like, okay, I'm complaining in my head. And I, I don't know why. That I just allowed myself to to slip into that. So we we move forward, we move forward, okay. And I I go to, to give payment to the person the barista <laughs> and she's like you're all set and i'm like what so yeah the car in front of you paid for you and i'm like wow first off i'm like man i should got a bigger size coffee no <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding um no but i was like wow and it 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 was a reminder like hey you know don't complain yeah you know, don't allow yourself to to slip into that. This person paid for my coffee. It was crazy. So what did I do? Obviously, I paid for the person behind me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how far that went, but I'm like, well, okay, I'm not going to just leave. I'm going to pay for the person behind me. Yeah. Um, it, can be, it can be as simple as, like, I have an elderly neighbor who can't shovel their snow. And they have grandkids, but, you know, we were talking. It was our first year in, in our house. And I just, I just plowed their driveway and their walkway. I just did it. Wow. Didn't ask. I just did it. And that he was, you know, he came over I don't know, the day after, I think, and, and was like, you know, thank you so much. You know, I try to get the grandkids over, but, you know, take some time. And I'm like, I'm right here. I don't mind. Um, you can change the course of someone's day by paying it forward. Yeah. Even if you're smiling at them, like, how are you? You know, it could be so simple. Um, so I would love to see a movement. I'd, I'd love to see that more. And I think we are, I don't know if you agree, but I think we are seeing a little bit more of it. Um, I think, so. I think it's trickling in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, you know, there's so many ways to pay it forward. That would, that would be my number one. Excellent. Well, now I want to transition into our little brainstorming section. So what is it in the world? that is a pain point for you and maybe we could generate some ideas in and around how to make that less painful in consideration in consideration yeah okay i'm pretty sure that i'm pretty sure that's a word <laughs> um the lack of consideration for others um i struggle with that that drives me nuts um you know people who are inconsiderate of others um and to know what I mean, you can go into probably any grocery store and you'll see some of the, the rudest people, um, not the staff, but people shopping. Um, I could not believe how many times I got cut off with shopping carts. Um, no, excuse me. No, not, I mean, just so I think a lack of consideration for others um, is it's a pain point for me. 
Um, there are times where you may have a client who, or customer or whatever you do, coworker who, you know, you're, you're trying to do your best for them and they don't see it or they don't want to see it and they treat you accordingly. Um, I think there needs to be more, more consideration for others. Um, yeah, I found that to, I definitely found that to be true as well. I think for me, a good friend mentioned recently how someone said something really nasty to them on social yeah. media, like really offensive and nasty. And instead of retaliating, she just asked, can I ask you a question? Why did you say that? Yeah. And I struggle with this about being um, not transparent with people that I know, because I, I am, but being transparent with people I don't know. I feel right. like I have to be someone else. So I'm thinking maybe right. there's something in there, perhaps, where we could speak speak up, but not speak up in a way that would offend others, but speak up in a more curious way. Right. That's the thought. Yeah, and that that's an area that I'm actually working on because I, you know, I come from a family of directness. Uh, <laughs> there's no great gray area. Um, I don't, you know, I'm I'm not a rude guy, but I'm. I'm direct. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be like, I don't know. Somebody will say, Oh, well, you know, this, this happened to me and, this, and I'm like, well, you probably shouldn't have done this or you shouldn't have said that <laughs> you know, so, to where I, I'm like, maybe I, you know, maybe I can tone that down a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, but, but I think it, it, I think we have to be who we are. Yeah. Um, unless it's something, um, bad for us or bad for others. You, you know, I think we have to be, you know, just who we are, um, you know, unless it hurts somebody else, of course, and by all means, don't do that. Um, I don't, I don't go into the world and try to be someone that I'm not. I, I just, I'm, I'm really honest, uh, with myself and with others. And, you know, this is me. Um, I provide a lot of good. Um, sometimes people don't want to hear advice. Um, you know, sometimes they they don't want to know your opinion. <laughs> you know, so it's like okay, um, but yeah, I I do think that um, I I think we just we just gotta be ourselves, and I think too that will also make you more resilient and more tough. Is you, you're like you know I know that I'm doing something right. Um, and I'm not going to let anyone else sway me from that. And we, we should be, we should be afraid of, of being ourselves as well. You know, um, I think we're, right now there's a lot of division, um, because people are attacking others for how they think on both sides. And it's like, well, we need to respect people's opinions. You know, people think a certain way. Um, and you know, that's okay because, I feel like a lot of times we go out in the world and we think, okay, these, you know, other people think the way I think, and that's not the case. You know, yeah. not everybody sees the world as I see it yeah. and that's okay. So that's a great point. I think it's a <laughs> baby steps as they say <laughs> in the right direction. Everything is, you know, I'll, I mean, all these things that I mentioned, about you know changing your life and things like that, I mean, all that is baby steps. I think, um, like you know, there's a reason why at at the beginning of the year, right in January, the fitness arenas and the gyms are packed, and then come late February, yeah. the parking lot's empty. It's because 
they try to take big steps from the get-go instead of saying, okay, maybe I'll run a mile each week, then I'll run two the next month, you know, and then build it up slowly, take those baby steps. Instead, we dive into it. And then when, it, when we don't see fast results, we lose. We're like, eh, I don't want to do that anymore. So. <laughs> so Jason, where can my audience find more about you and your genius? Oh, online? Um, well, my main real estate hub is, uh, it's all about the real estate.com. I also have another website. It's Jason G E L I O S.com. Um, I, I post more things on social media as well. Um, all those links are on my website. Uh, it's all about the real estate.com. Uh, that's where I share the articles that I've been in and things like that. Um, so I definitely invite people to follow me on social media as well. Um, and I'd love anyone's feedback listening. So, okay. well, this was a lovely chat, Jason. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Sure. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of the human resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. You can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, a subscription to my weekly newsletter, where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains, and my author website, isurvivedcancer.co, where you can purchase my number one best-selling book, I Survived Cancer and Here's How I Did It. 35 cancer survivors share their journey and view the book trailer, including excerpts from the book. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this podcast platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.